Welcome to the WRC Podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Marie, and you're in the right place. Here at the Well-Rounded Counselor Podcast, what you can expect is to learn, shift your thinking, and gain personal and professional growth. And if you have not yet done so, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another podcast episode. The conversation starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast, The Well-Rounded Counselor. I'm your host, Katrina Marie. And as always, I'm so excited to come with you to a new episode on a new topic each and every day. I try really hard to produce content every day for you so you have something to enjoy on your car ride to work or you have something to listen to while you work out or maybe even while you're washing the dishes. So let's talk about this topic today. It's more geared towards uh, parents out there that may have a teenage child. And this topic is how to work through empty nest syndrome. Now, maybe you have a teenager that's already left for college or university or even moved out of the house. Maybe you're that parent that is preparing for that chapter of your life and you still have a few years to go. So, Or maybe you're even that person who hasn't even had children yet and this is something you are hearing for the first time. No matter what stage of life you are at, whether you have children at some stage in your life, you will go through potentially empty nest syndrome. So what is empty nest syndrome? Let, let me just break that down real quick. It's basically, from an article I read from Psychology Today, basically it's distress that you experience and other emotions that feel a little bit overwhelming and complicated. And you often experience this when your children leave home. And like I said, if your children move out of the house or if they go off to college or to the military, um, you know, this is when parents start to feel this empty nest syndrome. Now, if you're an only child like myself, I know that my own mother experienced empty nest syndrome and she had different ways of coping with it, which I'll get into very soon. But um, maybe you are a parent that has more than one child, so your house isn't completely like empty yet, but you know that it will slowly be building up to that point. So how do we overcome this? Uh, it's so funny because I remember not too long back, maybe a couple weeks ago, I had a student. She came into my office and we were talking about her applying to colleges and she um, is really looking forward to it. And then she asked me, how does my, how can I help my mom overcome like this feeling that I'm going to leave? Like she wants me to talk to her every single day. Do you think that's realistic? And I looked at her and I kind of giggled and I said, no, to be honest, where you're planning to move to, she's she's planning to move like 10,000 miles away from where we're currently at. Um, she's like, yeah, my mom wants me to call her every day. I said, with the time difference and you studying and you trying to acclimate to your way of life there, I don't feel that will be realistic to talk to her every day. What will be realistic is to send a text message, a little heart emoji or a little voice note. But to sit on the phone every single day and have a chat and a checkup, that will not be realistic, nor will you probably want to do that. Maybe at first you will. However, eventually you will start to uh, adjust and transition and you'll gradually, and so will the mom, they will gradually become more and more open to letting go. And so when I explained that to her, she she understood that we, were, her and I were on an agreement that the mom was feeling a bit intense about her daughter leaving the house and she is an only child. So I can, I can empathize cause I'm an only child as well. So, um, 
I, I told her it was not realistic, but here are some solutions that you can present and you guys will have to find some common ground rules that will work for you. And every family is going to be different, by the way. So um, another thing that a lot of parents uh, tend to feel is a sense of loss, a sense of grief, maybe even depression. So it it is the sadness that they're feeling for a certain amount of time. Now, this this will pass because you will slowly adjust to this new life. It is a transition from you being pretty much on autopilot for 18 years, raising a child, raising your kids, and then all of a sudden they're gone and they're out of the house and they're just not there anymore like you're used to. So it is an adjustment for everybody involved. Now, I'll just tell you a little bit about how I experienced empty nest syndrome with my own mother. So I, as you might have heard from my other podcast, My Life Story, I grew up in a single-parent household, and I remember when I became 18. Now, my mom worked a lot, so it wasn't like she was super involved in my life and you know, doing all these things for me every single day. She was there in and out. We had um, you know, somewhat of a routine, but I wouldn't say she was so involved that this was a big disruption to her life. However, how it affected her was in different ways. Now, becoming 18, there are legalities around that as a young adult. And when you are under 18, you are considered a minor and your parents are responsible for you. And I remember going to the doctor, something simple, going to the doctor for something like a checkup. And because I was 18, and my mom had gone to the appointment with me, she asked the doctor, what was wrong? What is this? What is that? And the doctor would not tell her. Now, she freaked out because she wasn't ready, emotionally ready for the doctor to say, sorry, ma'am, I can't tell you that because your daughter's 18. And that was a big shock to her system. From that point forward, it took a long time for her to adjust to this idea of me growing up in different ways. I remember going off to college. I remember um, trying to move out for the first time. And she just had a hard time with all of it. She just didn't like it. She was used to the control. She was used to telling me what I needed to do. She was used to um, running the house and, and things going her way and her roles. And there are many family dynamics out there that might sound similar to mine. Uh, where the parents make the rules and you follow them and they need time to adjust to this new normal that you have now become an adult. Now, there's different cultures out there that do things very differently where the children choose to stay at home and they choose to stay under their parents' rules even beyond the age of 18 because that can be cultural as well. But in my case, we come from the U.S. It's from a very Western perspective. So I just want to also differentiate that, whoever is listening. So one of the things that I want people out there to understand that this process of empty nest syndrome takes time, okay? That's probably the very first step is accepting. Accept your feelings, accept that this is going to happen or it has already happened. Let yourself cry and feel the pain and go through the emotions of coping and dealing with this change. Talk out loud, seek a support, seek a uh, someone that you're close to, um, to talk with, write it down in a journal. If you're a writer and you like to, um, journal down your feelings, 
Never, ever should you beat up yourself about how you feel. That, oh, I shouldn't be like this. I should be stronger. I shouldn't be crying. I shouldn't be this. I shouldn't be that. Stop saying that I shouldn't, okay? Don't beat yourself up. This is quite more common than you think. And more women experience empty nest syndrome versus men. Um, It's just the way the studies have shown is that women experience this more than men. Not to say men cannot experience it, but women show it very differently. Create some acceptance in your mind that it's going to be fine in time. You will feel better, okay? It it will just take some time. So create that acceptance and meditate on it. Find affirmations, whatever it is that you need to do to help your mindset that this is temporary, this, this transition, and this too shall pass. Now, I did already kind of mention this, but the next thing you need to do is create support. Cultivate it, find it, search for it. Um, you know, if you are an empty nester or you're about to be an empty nester or you're looking for support, reach out to me in my DMs. I am considering creating a support group for women who would like that. So please reach out to me, um, whether you are catching this in real time or on replay. Uh, so whenever this podcast gets published. So make sure that you reach out to me. I'm thinking about starting this in 2022. So please reach out to me on my Instagram at wellrounded underscore consulting if you are creating, excuse me, searching for support. Um, This is essential and not everyone that you know will understand what you're going through Um, because maybe your friends have not experienced their children going through this yet or maybe your family has not had children that are going through this. So you need other like-minded people who are going through a similar situation as you to just make sure you feel normal, to make sure that you can express yourself and be comfortable with what you are experiencing and to not feel alone, essentially. Um, Getting a coach or a mentor or someone to work with is essential for this time period. And it is brief, it is short, but it it is essential and it's critical to you coping with emptiness syndrome. Another thing that you need to do is focus on the future. Focus on the future. Try this exercise. All right, everybody just close your eyes for a second. Do you remember when you first were excited you were going to have kids and you wondered what they were going to be like, what they were going to look like? You wondered what the first day of school was going to feel like or how it was going to be? You probably had this vision or you wondered what kind of personality they were going to have and what you would be like when they graduated high school or when they started to learn how to drive a car, or you wondered what you would be like um, when they would graduate high school or even college. You were thinking about the future. So keep focusing on the future. That's my tip. Focus on the future. Remember, at every stage of someone's life, especially your children, especially somebody that you've raised, you will need to keep being reminded by them that they still need your help one way or another. They're still going to ask you for support and help at different stages of their life. I know for myself, I know I go to my parents and I ask them for support on how, you know, maybe they made a mistake on something. So I said, okay, well, what happened? What could you have done differently? I'm thinking about doing this. How can I avoid the costly mistake, you know, or how can I, um, buy a house or what do I need to do to 
um, get this loan or, you know, I'm thinking about going to graduate school. Uh, what are some pros and cons? Your kids will still need you for every stage of their life. You know, even when down to who they're dating or, you know, once school gets very hectic and underway at college or university, they might just, you know, need you to pep talk them and, you know, remind them how amazing they are on those days where they just feel homesick. They still will need you. So please don't be so sad on that they're not there. They still will need you in the future. So focus on the future. Don't future trip. That's totally different. Focus on the ways how they can still ask for your help, how you can still provide loving support as a parent. Another thing that is an obvious one is keep in touch. As I told you about my story with a student earlier, she asked me what would be realistic. Now, this is going to look very different to everyone and every type of family dynamic out there. I know for me personally, I chose to live at home my first year of college. Um, and I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really have a cell phone at that time. This was in the mid 2000s and I just didn't really have one. I had one, but not really. Like it wasn't like a big deal at that time. Uh, however, keeping in touch was like obvious because I was coming home every night for the most part. But when I eventually moved out, I think I would talk to my mom almost every day, but we only lived a couple miles from each other. We didn't really move states or different time zones or different countries. So you have to figure out what is realistic. And a lot of the families that I do work with, their children are literally going to other parts of the world, like other hemispheres, other continents, and opposite time zones of the day. So you need to figure out what is truly realistic in terms of keeping in touch. But I always say sending that heart emoji or that happy face emoji or that flower emoji or the I love you text or have a great day, all of that is fantastic. And that's what is easy. It takes less than three seconds to do. So do those things to let that other person know you're thinking about them or you want them to have a fantastic day and create some create some normality around that. That's the beautiful thing about this age that we're living in. There's so many ways to stay in touch. Now, I'm not saying every night have a Zoom call or a phone call or whatever. I, I know that my family, the way that they stay in touch with me is they see what I'm doing on social media and they just know that I'm okay or I'm having a good time in my life and they, they, they don't worry when they know that I'm doing fun things and I'm out there. So that's another way to stay in touch too, is just letting people know you're okay by posting on social media every so often. If you're not a social media person, that's okay. You can go to tip number one, which was send those texts or those little voice notes or whatever it is that you need to do. Okay. Now, if you are a parent and you are experiencing this empty nest syndrome, good news, you get to be selfish. Okay. You get to be selfish again. This is great because over the last 18 years, you put your children first. Trust me, I see it so much. Um, and this can be the most powerful strategy of healing and overcoming this emptiness syndrome. And you get to plan your future. And this is essential. You get to do those things that you always wanted to do that you had to put on hold. Okay. And don't delay this. Don't let money stop you. Don't let the excuse of children stop you. Don't let the excuse of your job stop you. Maybe you want to take some classes. Maybe you want to do a career change. Maybe you want to travel. I know that we're getting out of COVID and things are opening up. So again, there's so many things you can do now with this 
this time and and this uh, space and this transition of life that you get to be in. And this is wonderful. You get to develop your relationships with people that maybe you didn't friends and family that you didn't get to see as often because you're focused on your family, you're focused on your children, and now they're away and they're off starting to create their own life. So if you are somebody that is married, for example, you get to spend time with your partner more, you get to um, you know, bond and you get to do things that you, you didn't have time for in the past because you had to focus on your children and you get to rekindle that romance or whatever it is, you know, um, you get to spend time with your own parents, you know, if they're still around or your sister, your brother, your cousin, whoever lives nearby. Or like I said, you get to do a career change. Maybe you've always wanted to go back to school and become a hairstylist and now you have the time or maybe you wanted to be a yoga teacher uh, part-time or you wanted to go volunteer your time somewhere and these are all wonderful things and you get to give back to yourself you get to indulge in your desires you get to indulge in your passions that you had to put on hold and you get to take time out you get to work out you can read books you can start your own podcast whatever that looks like like you get to be selfish you get to create it and that is probably the most um, I guess, powerful strategy to all this or coping mechanism. So uh, all of this information, I really hope that you take into consideration if you are approaching this time period in your life where you know your children are going to be leaving, start building community before it happens. Start seeking the support groups. Like I said, reach out to me on my Instagram. I am thinking about creating a support network for other moms who are going to be dealing or are dealing with it. Um, and uh you know, everybody needs support um, when they go through this and you need people to understand you. Find those hobbies, start finding those meetup groups around you, find, um, you know, the activities that are available to you in your backyard or around your house. Maybe you wanted to fix up a part of your house and re renovate, like now you have the time. Maybe you want to turn your child's bedroom into your like um, sewing room. I don't know. Uh, it's just you get to take back uh, a part of you that you may have lost. And this is really exciting and empowering. And I really hope that if you hear this message, you get to share it with some other people that you really care about or maybe are going through a similar situation. And uh as always, my social media is at wellrounded underscore consulting. I also have a YouTube channel where you can find lots of helpful videos on other topics as well. And this podcast where I'll be producing more and more information to support you, to help you grow. And if anything, I hope you guys continue to have a wonderful day. Catch you all on the next episode. Did you love the episode? I hope you're feeling inspired and no longer feeling alone out there and you're ready to evolve and become a better person. Make sure that you share this podcast or take a screenshot and post it on your social media. That's how you help spread this podcast organically and people can find it much easier when you share or share it with a loved one. I'm your host, Katrina Marie, and make it your mission to be a blessing in someone else's life today.